So we were meant to have Pastor Matthew Tolpas here. But uh, like I said, um, unfortunately, we've had to pivot. Uh, anyone remember that term from um, COVID? We've had to pivot. And um, what I said to my team, uh, we went up to uh, the Axe Church's national conference this year. Um, it's been delayed for two years because of COVID. It's basically our movement, the Axe Churches, uh, the pastors and the uh, leaders of the church, they go up to Auckland and we spend four days together um, encouraging each other, getting next to each other, lifting up the name of God and hearing some great sermons. And I said to our team, I think it was about Thursday, we'd figured out that Matthew, Pastor Matthew, was not coming to New Zealand. And my team were great. They were like, I think there was eight or nine of us went up and they said, it's all right. Pastor Dre, it's okay, don't worry about it, we'll figure something out, it's fine. And I go, yeah, 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 it's all good, because I'm going to get you guys to speak. And they're like, no, wait, wait, no, it's not all right, uh, we will have to figure something else out. So what we're going to do this morning, um, we've got uh, Pete James, he's unable to be here today, uh, Rob MacArthur's unable to be here, and Lyndon, because of his condition, um, <laughs> we love you, Lyndon, um, He's not able to be here either, but we're going to have, I think, five or six of us are going to share what God spoke to us uh, and do some mini testimonies, because there's, pow- there's power in a testimony, isn't it? Isn't, there, isn't that right? There's power in your testimony. So they're going to share something, and then I'm going to wrap things, um, wrap things up. So I think I got a couple of photographs. I sound old when I say it like that. Photographs. Um, we did a, uh, they had a big ordination, uh, the people who'd been made a pastor in the last three years. Um, and if you look on the right, in the, on the back screen, the second one down, we got Pastor Lyndon Sutherland. Uh, and I'm, him and I are praying, well, I think we're about the third or fourth in from the left down the bottom there. Um, so that was really cool, got to pray with Lyndon, and uh, really cool to see a group of pastors get ordained in the last couple of years, especially over COVID times. Um, that's part of what was going on there, and uh, our team were fantastic, right up the front, um, it was good, and people, a lot of opportunity to pray for each other, we're in Takapuna, anyone been to Takapuna? I always say, I don't really like Auckland, I'm sorry if you come from Auckland, Shem, wherever you are, I apologize, but uh, I don't really like Auckland, and then I get to Takapuna, and it's like 30 degrees, I've got an ice cream in my hand, I'm not running the church service, and I'm sitting on the beach, and I'm like, Okay, Auckland's not so bad. <laughs> Takapuna's a nice place. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. And um, you know that game, Where's Wally? You know, remember that old book game? Can anyone see anyone they recognize hidden in there? Let's do a zoom up. There we are. I look terrible, and I also look like I'm about to shoot something into my arm. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but that's our awesome team of people. And we're going to hear from some of them today. So can you please give a uh, big round of applause to Donnie Tainton, who's going to share for a few minutes. Woo! Oh, no pressure. Primo. So g'day everyone. Uh, My name's Donnie. Uh, My wife and I, along with a team of volunteers, still sat there, those beautiful people. Uh, We lead the youth group. And Steph can't be here today because she's in hospital. Uh, but that's all right, because she works there, so it's fine. <laughs> so you can breathe a sigh of relief. Um, yeah, I got invited to go up, um, to come along, tag along, got dragged up there as a, an observer, just to see what happens. And I just came away with an overwhelming sense that like, our movement is in really good hands. It was super encouraging just to see about six or 700 of 
our movement leaders, ministry leaders, area leaders all come together for a whole week in one place. You know, to put aside spending time with their family, it's school holidays, put, a tie, um, put aside, you know, work or other commitments and just really spend some time to delve into the word and to be fed and to be sharpened. So super encouraged just to see that. And then also um, just to meet the sort of the more senior leaders as well and just kind of, you see them, you know, through equippers and activate and some of the the people you might recognize online, and then to meet them and bump into them in the foyer and just see that they're real people and just have a real genuine heart for all of us. There's a lot to take away. It was like drinking from a fire hydrant. So I've got a whole book of notes and I decided not to bring it up here because I would just end up reading all my sermon notes back to you and that'd be super boring. Um, But if you get the opportunity or invited to go up there, can I say please take it with both arms uh, open hands. It was an incredible experience. And I want to say a massive thank you as well to the entire congregation for facilitating us to go up there. Um, you know, there's flights are involved, there's accommodation, there's, you know, all, all, everything that goes with us. So a massive thank you to all of you guys for entrusting us to go up there and represent Cornerstone Rolleston. Um, I don't know if I should. Oh, well, we, um, Cornerstone, the team that went up there, we received some awesome um, prophetic words about um, our impact on Rolleston and how God's going to continue to grow us and grow the community and build on and go from there. So he came back incredibly energized that um, God hasn't forgotten about our little wee church in Rolleston, that there's a lot more to go for us. Um, Shall I say what Lynn was going to say? Big bucks! Oh, it was good. Um, One of the pastors shared, uh, Pastor Benning, am I saying it right? Benning? Banning, I don't know, he's from Jesus Culture in California, he came and shared and um, shared a prophetic word that he got for his own church, and in his dream there was a big, big stag, beautiful big stag outside the front of the church, and he was like, okay, I feel like that's a word from God, that's real strange, don't know what's going on, prayed about it, got to nothing. Got to the staff meeting, shared his word, and then the youth pastor said to him straight, deadpan, big bucks, God's sending you big bucks. And then it just so happened, Lyndon happened to be wearing a hunting shirt with a massive stag on the front. And you can't see it in the photo, but if you zoom in enough, you can see him on stage with the big bucks shirt. I think it's on the, um, one of the photos that Dre shared. So, yeah, it's just super exciting that God hasn't forgotten about us. And we're not just one little wee church in the little town outside of Christchurch. We're part of a massive movement that stretches from the top all the way down to Invercargill. So it was so encouraging to get together with other um, church ministry leaders as well and just get encouraged sweet thank you yeah so this guy banning was this they were praying for a building right and he sees this deer and then he's it's like oh big bucks god's bringing him big bucks to 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 pay for the building they've done that and then Lyndon gets up there with his big t-shirt and we were walloping and walloping whooping yeah yeah, it sounds like a whooping cough. Um, we were just really excited to see him up there wearing his big bucks uh, t-shirt, so that's cool. Um, yeah, really, uh, really, really great, great time. And I'm going to invite Susie, I think. Susie, come on up. Let's give Susie a big round of applause. Because Pete couldn't make it, I believe she's going to do Pete as well. Um, <clears throat> Whoa, God is in the house, amen? Oh, I got so fired up. I was so energized as well. 
Donnie and I were like, what's the word we need? Energised. That's what we were. We were so energised when we were up there. It was amazing. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about Tuck Barner. He was talking about revival, and we've heard about revival, but he had some little gems in there that I think I want to really um, focus on. Zechariah 4.6 says this, Not by might, nor by power, but by God's Spirit, says the Lord. Amen. So if God is in the house, something must happen. God is in the house today, something is going to happen. That's the energy that we received. Um, Come prepared to encounter God, which we do. And those that don't, start doing it. Because there's something about coming prepared to encounter, to get into a relationship with our God. Um, Power, not progress. Passion, not polish. Presence, not policy. Where energy flows, power goes. Powerful words, eh? Be in constant pursuit of more of the power of God. Um, Get closer to God. He gets bigger, more powerful, more real. Is your plane on the ground or in the sky? And that's really important. Is your phone charged up more than the Holy Spirit? So that was really powerful for me because my phone is always charged up. So um, a real conviction there. Um, get desperate for God. <clears throat> Excuse me. A holy passion. Our lives begin to end when we stay silent about the things that matter. Can I just say that again? Our lives begin to end when we stay silent about the things that matter. We've got to do damage in the de- demonic demonic world. We've got to start telling our stories and get real with the people around us. Get authentic. If you want to grow, get out of your comfort zone. You can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Isn't that powerful? That's just powerful. Um, Prayer causes revival and starts with you. Every great movement of God can be um, traced to the figure on their knees. So you think about all those people that have gone before us, and I think Dre's even mentioned this in his sermons um, in the past, like something happens in a spiritual realm, it's powerful. Um, I I want to share a story that um, I think will impact others too, because I got a word um, over me saying that when I enter a room, my smile makes the enemy flee. Woo! Yes! So, but I don't think it's just for me. I think it's for all of us. When you smile and you've got the power of God in you, the enemy flees. He freaks out. He's gone. Nada. We have the power of God to come into his presence. I was so excited about that. So, um, I was also excited about the music and I got a bit bopping move. So, we're going to be seeing some bouncing in the church as we go along. So, that'll be good. Um, so now I'm going to put on Pete's hat, because that's his fishing hat. <laughs> so this is Pete. Um, I wish I could be there with you, <laughs> all to share my experience of Strength to Strength conference. I'll get... Now you know, I better not do that. <laughs> I won't be able to do it. There is, an, um, there is an annoying, but I guess necessary thing that gets in the way sometimes, and it's called work. So um, it was truly, I was truly blessed to be in Auckland with some of the Cornerstone team, the national leadership and the international leaders from Italy, USA, UK, Philippines, Aussie, Germany and other countries I've forgotten. 
Probably the highlight of the conference for me was hearing Benning Liebscher speak. <laughs> he is involved with Jesus Culture and did about three of the main session talks. As soon as he opened his mouth, I sensed the authority of God on him. He was engaging, funny, and I took heaps of notes from his talks. And I know I'll be drawing closer to God every time I study them. And that's it. Like, when we get a speaker and there's anointing on their lives, we want to be in their presence. I would even go so far as to say his teaching ability and anointing on him was almost up there with the leadership of Cornerstone Preachers. <laughs> at, <laughs> at the risk of stealing some one, um, someone else's two-minute material, I think one of the best sessions was about the three Ps, which dealt with the Lord abiding in you and using you to further his kingdom. Prayer, fuel, fuel yourself. Prepare, be ready at all times and in all situations, be able to share your faith and your hopes. Um, proclaim, just do it, as you are led by the Spirit. Banning has written a couple of books and you can find stuff on him on YouTube if you are interested in being blessed and motivated by him. Motivated by him. Other aspects of the conference I enjoyed was his wife. Sorry, that's not in there, but I just thought I'd put that in there. Um, <laughs> we had wonderful one-on-one -on -one times. I enjoyed um, the praise and worship, which left you pretty washed out and wanting to sit down and rest for the end of, um, at the end of it, but it was awesome. So, like, you know, we're just, we were just so energised, and then we're like, oh, that was pretty full-on. But anyway, I also love talking about those around us at the venue when we had opportunities to share and pray for each other. Amen, that was really cool. To the leadership of Cornerstone, a big thank you for letting me be part of such a great and inspiring four days. God bless, Pete. Thank you, lovelies. Awesome. Catherine MacArthur, I think you're up next. And uh, thank you, Susie, Mrs. Energizer Bunny, my lovely friend. It really was, as we said, such a real privilege to be up there. And, yeah, they've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, it really was a very special time. And um, I just want to do a shout-out this morning to a couple that have joined us, I think, for the first time this morning, who were also at conference. So welcome, William and Lynette. Get to talk to them about conference as well. Um, I'm going to tell you about a little, some little bits and pieces of a message, but it's also about my, how my brain has percolated this message over the last couple of days as well. Um, again, Pastor Banning. If you want to look him up, just look up Pastor Banning, B-A-N-N-I-N-G. The last name starts with L, and then you, but you'll get the rest if you get Pastor Banning L. Um, and he talked about working for fruit that remains. Not being happy with the here and now, but working long term, looking for answers to prayer today, but tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, and 20 plus years. And Donnie was there, and his baby's just turned one. So, hey, when Arthur is 21, cool. And God willing, if I'm not in heaven, I'll still be here working and praying for the next 20 years. What we're aiming for is what God sees as success, and success is faithfulness. 
and success is obedience in God's eyes. We may or may not see the fruit of what we're praying for. We might be praying... How many here have been praying for 20 plus years for something that they haven't seen the fruit of yet? Yep, keep on going, keep on going. We, need, we pray for our community, we pray for our family, we pray for our country. And God willing, we may see some of that fruit, but even if we don't, it is faithfulness and obedience that's the important thing. And the challenge is just to keep on keeping on. A bit like the, all the heroes that we talk of, that are listed in Hebrews chapter 11. There's a whole, um, whole great big chapter of it. It's such an exciting chapter. They kept on keeping on. And then Pastor Sam Monk, who we had speaking here a couple of months ago, he is the leader of our Acts Church movement in New Zealand and such an amazing godly man, but such a man who is not at all up himself. He's just him. And I love that about him. He said something that's sort of stuck in my head. If we want the works of God... We need to want his ways. Now, I asked Ray briefly if I could share this this morning, and I know he know he's quite comfortable about this. We love our pastor. He's awesome. He's a really godly man. He's out there serving our community. But I'm pretty sure that his journey, that he wouldn't... He'd, he'd love to be there without going through some bits of his journey, which involved that he lost his eyesight for 18 whole months. Now, I'm sure Dre can look back and say, hey, God did some good stuff at that time, but in the middle of that time, it wasn't, wasn't amazing. We need God's, if we want God's works, we need to want his ways. Ask, if you don't know about that story, just ask Dre, he'll tell you. Um, and then I'm just tying in with some thoughts that I had yesterday that actually didn't come from the conference, but it came out of thinking about the conference. And it's the story as in Luke chapter 1. And there's lots of characters in Luke chapter 1, but I'm thinking of Elizabeth and I'm thinking of Mary. I'll start with Mary. We all know about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And we all know the angel Gabriel came to her and scared her silly and said, hey, you're going to be the mother of God's son. Oh, wow. And yes, she had questions, and yes, she was confused. And the Bible tells us, and Luke tells us there, that she was greatly troubled. And what did she do about it? She said, okay, God. And then she hurried to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Probably took a, a few days to get there, I don't quite know. Was up in the hill country somewhere, and Elizabeth was an old lady who, by that time, as an old lady, was six months pregnant. She had been infertile for decades and decades. She was probably a bit of an old grey haired lady like me with a tummy of six months pregnant. Now that's a bit crazy. But she was able to bless Mary she was able to pass a blessing on to this younger woman of a generation below her. We don't hear of um, much more of Elizabeth after that, 
But I'm pretty sure that Mary didn't ever forget her. Elizabeth said to her, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. And then Mary stayed with her for three months, and I pretty well guarantee there was been lots of... Did they have coffee then? Maybe they didn't. There would have been lots of hot drinks, there would have lots of sitting down in the sun and sharing... There would have been lots of tears, there would have been lots of prayer time, there would have been lots of good food, there would have been lots of walks and hugs. All of the above. She blessed Mary. She passed it on to the next generation below her and we don't hear anything more. But I'm pretty sure Mary wouldn't have forgotten that. Did Mary remember that when she herself had a huge tummy and she was tired and she could barely waddle along the street? Did she remember it when she was in labour in a strange place with the animals down the back? Did she remember when she'd had so many sleepless nights that she could barely hold her eyes open because the baby had been awake? Did she remember that when she really wasn't quite sure what was happening to Jesus? That Jesus' ministry was being out there and she was still a little bit puzzled by it all. Did she remember it when her son Jesus died, that horrible death? I think she probably remembered that all that way because Elizabeth passed a blessing onto the next generation. If we need to work and pray for the long, time, the long game to pass that blessing on, regardless of whether we see it happening. Again, Pastor Sam, we cannot have the works of God without the ways of God. And I hope that blesses you a little bit as it's blessing me and as it's percolating through my brain today. Thanks, guys. Look at that. So when the farmer goes to the city, he brought home something with him that he didn't really want to bring. That's why he's not here today. <laughs> um, conference was amazing. Um, being an introvert, it's, n- it's not my favourite place, being in, in amongst 600 people, you know, for hours at a time. But <laughs> I found an introvert's corner, met some other interesting guy that had um, lived in Malaysia for, as a missionary for 17 years. Anyway, I noticed a theme from the speakers. Tark Ban, this is a quote from him, to get a better future... You must disturb the present. Banning said, disruption leads to revival. He also said, God will ask you, did you plant? Did you water? He won't ask how many people were in church on October the 9th. But he will ask, did you plant seeds and did you water those seeds? Hannah Marchant said, you are not responsible for the outcome of planting. God is. Hannah also said, are you willing to change? Don't get stuck in religious motions. Religion is activity that satisfies the heart into thinking that growth is taking place. (laughs) Personally, um, I've been a Christian since I was 10 and been in in church since I was a child, and sometimes without even realising, you end up slipping into little religious ways. So I felt a little... Oh, about that one. 
Hosea 10 verse 12 is what Hannah shared and she said um, this verse, break up your fellow ground for it is time to seek the Lord. And as soon as she said that, it was like, boom, there's your your personal thing. Um, It hit my heart and my spirit in a big way and, and then I responded and had this incredible time which I haven't had just with me and Father God and I was oblivious to the 600 other people in the room actually for about 20 minutes. Um, when I got home, I decided to do a little study on fellow ground because that word fellow had just been the, the one and I'm like, I need to know more about that. Fellow ground is inactive and unprepared for planting. Fellow ground was once prepared, but it has been left dormant to regenerate. A season of fellow is actually effective for destroying weeds. One of those weeds could be religiosity. My personal revelation is that it was seven years since we left on our sabbatical to go overseas. And I've sometimes wondered in the last seven years why there's areas in my spiritual walk that have been dormant. Um, But then I had this revelation that if a time of fellow is to regenerate, then, then that's clearly what I needed. Um, I'd had some pretty harsh words spoken over me about my future ministry and in this last seven years that has died as, as a result of, um, of the fellowness in those areas. So then Hannah was explaining how do I break up the fellow ground, how do I actually do that? By surrender, by submitting and by seeking the Lord first before all the doing, before the acting, activity. And I was like, this week we're having a week of prayer and fasting. What better time to get stuck in and break up any fallow ground? Good morning, everyone. Hey, I'm just going to be really quick because Catherine and Kath both kind of touched on this. I think it was quite a... um, Yeah, just a really awesome encouragement the first night from Pastor Banning was just about this idea of what is success. Um, And he was sort of speaking as for pastors and leaders, but I had a really good think about it. And I'm like, man, it applies to every one of us as Christians. Um, What is success in terms of, you know, when we're doing ministry, when we're serving God? I think our human mind can kind of come up with all these things like numbers and KPIs and ticking boxes and seeing people, you know, come to know Jesus and all that stuff is awesome. Um, But he was just sharing about how God's kingdom is upside down, right? The Bible talks about um, how the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. It's often opposite to what we humanly think um, is important. Um, And so the kingdom of God's view on success is just faithfulness and obedience, um, and to me, it was just it just really hit quite strong. Um, just man, you can relax in that. You can relax in the knowledge that hey, God sees success on our life as being faithful to Him, being obedient to Him. And I had to think about what, how do you become faithful and obedient? Um, and I think that comes from a love of God. A natural overflow of our love for God is faithfulness and obedience, just like any relationship. A natural overflow of our love for our spouse, 
for our parents is faithfulness and obedience to that person because we want to show them that we love them. So it was just really encouraging for me, just a real simple thought on, hey, how do I cultivate my relationship with God? How do I show God that I love him? It's faithfulness and obedience to what he's called us to. Um, so just an encouragement for you also, as you live out your Christian life in your workplace and your family and um, your home, just that, hey, you keep on doing what you're doing. Be faithful to God, listen to him, um, and be obedient to what he's calling you to, and you're going to have success in his eyes. Great. <clears throat> Good stuff, right? Very cool. Thanks, team. Um, I appreciate that. I've got a couple of thoughts as we just wrap up. Um, just give me eight minutes. How is, that? is that okay? Eight minutes? Is that all right? I, um, I, I always enjoy conference, um, but for an introvert, you know, you get into day five with 600 people. Uh, you start to kind of glaze a little bit, um, but God spoke to us quite powerfully, and I really enjoyed uh, how God spoke to our team. But I got a I got a thing that I'm carrying out coming out of conference, um, and it wasn't specifically spoken about, but um, Donnie touched on it, and it's this idea of unity, being unified. It's this idea that, as Paul says, that we are all part of the body of Christ. Some of you are toes. Some of you are eyelashes, some of you are even an elbow, and all of the parts of the body are needed. And uh, I think often in uh, Christianity, we can often say, yeah, I'm a kneecap, <sighs> I'll hold everything up, yep, yeah. what are you? Oh, you're a toe here, oh. I'm, a, I'm a kneecap, how's it going? And I think there's a bit of that that happens. And what I really, really loved about conference is the kneecaps were celebrating the toe hairs and the fingernails were celebrating the eyes. And I just love the idea. You know what I'm getting at, right? Some of you are like, what is he talking about? The idea that the body comes together and all parts of the body are important. It's not my story. It's actually my father-in-law's. But he had a friend once that chopped his toe off. And uh, you think, that's not a big deal. But I'm pretty sure they had a nickname for him after that because he couldn't really stand up. He had to learn to walk again because even the little toe is important. Um, I don't know what the toe here does, but I'm sure it's something important. Well, ask Dr. Kath. She'll, she'll let you know what toe here does. But this idea about being unified is really important. And you can't talk about unity without diversity because diversity is a good thing. But sometimes when we think about unity, we think, oh, everything's got to be the same. Not at all. I enjoyed going there and just being a little different to everybody else, and they were a little different to me. I enjoyed that we had, I think, about 60 churches coming together, all flavors and styles and ways of connecting. And guess what? It was really just good to remember that not one was better than the other. But actually, God designed, God woven, um, God spoken into. And I just really enjoyed that, talking to people from lots of different walks of life. One of the things I find interesting when we do church, because to be honest, not very often do I, me personally, Pastor Dre, do I get to go to a church and just be someone sitting in the congregation. Normally, I'm up there doing things and 
other bits and pieces. So it was really enjoyable for me to sit there. And I'm reminded that not too long ago, I would sit there and go, well, my preference is this. My preference is that. My preference is this type of music. My preference is this. How many people know that even on your one row of people, look to the left, look to the right, they will not like your music. <laughs> if you played your music, how many people know that? You remember when you, when you were a kid and you'd be listening to mum and dad's music in the car and you're like, Ugh, it's terrible. Fast forward 30 years and your kids are going, oh, it's terrible. Just me? No. I, didn't, I never knew that 90s punk rock was going to be like that, that someone was going to not like it. But here we are. They're like, oh, this music's so old. Why are they always talking like this? I'm like, that's how we did it back in the day. Anyway. Unified. Unified around what? We are unified under the name of Jesus. We are unified uh, under the uh, outworking of the gospel. And I'm talking about this because this is the main thing. I came to this, and I'm here my heart, because you need to understand. So you will guess that, how I, be careful. Okay, you will guess that for me, I personally feel like God has called us to do a fairly stripped back worship set. Um, we don't have a whole lot of musicians at the moment. We're doing the best we can. Our worship team are amazing, but we do the best we can with what we have. And we don't try and fake it. We're not trying to do something else. This is our thing. And so we have a completely different style of worship when we go to conference. There's, what do they call it? Smoke machines and skinny jeans uh, and TV screens. Oh, no. Yeah, the style's changing. The 90s are back. I saw like cool, young, hip people wearing baggy jeans and skater shoes. I was like, I can get behind this again. Yeah, yeah. And they would, the new thing apparently is you tuck one in. And I was like, I am not cool. You know you're not cool when you're like, that doesn't make sense. You get all drafty. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm not making, taking fun. I just, I just was like, oh, I'm getting old. Making fun of myself. But the style of worship is completely different. But God did a revelation in my heart a few years ago and just went, you know what? They are praising God and I can come in and I can praise God in a different setting, in a different flavor. And guess what? It's okay. It's awesome. And you know one of my favorite things is you see this like people jumping down in the mosh pit and I looked down and I saw Rob MacArthur, Mr. Straight Laced, you know, crosses his T's, dots his eyes like this. And I was like, oh, that's a picture I love. If I could get that on a t-shirt of him jumping in the air with his hand up, I was just, because he was there praising God. And I just love that. Unity is all different things coming together and not being so concerned on the what, but more concerned about the why. And I think all of us could learn that in church. And I'm just talking about it today because I was sitting in the congregation just going, this is cool. I love that we can be different. It's not my style, but it's okay. It's awesome. Um, there's a few scriptures about unity that I love. First Peter, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Philippians 2, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full accord of one mind. And then last one, oh, let's go back that way. First uh, Corinthians, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that you, there be no divisions amongst you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Now, these are, you know, very contextualized. They have something they're speaking into. But the theme is there, that we are, as a people of Christ, called to be unified. 
And can I just say, there were some times when I would talk to some people and they'd be like, yeah, I didn't like that. And i go, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, these are the 11 reasons why I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And maybe that's more your preference. And, you know, were they lifting up the name of Jesus? Yes, but I didn't like how they did it. Well, okay. Um, and understanding the context. And we've got to get back to the main thing. The main thing is the main thing. Now, yeah, we all have our different preferences. I understand that. But when we do life together, can we please keep the main thing, the main thing? I've just got a real thing in my heart around it. Unity requires effort, sacrifice, and a willing heart. I'm going to tie it up in a moment. But unity is really important. I remember trying to get churches together to do like, hey, let's do a combined service. And then someone goes, well, we'll do the worship, the food, the hospitality, and we'll have it at our place. Thanks. I was like, oh, cool. So we're just coming to your place? Yes. (laughs) Like, that's not unity. Let's come together. But it requires some effort. It requires a little bit of sacrifice coming to be like, okay, sweet. Here's the banjo. You can do your thing. We can do line dancing in church if you want to. That's okay. Um, And it requires a willing heart to sacrifice some of our preferences for God's precedences. Right? That's the main thing. Because when you have a heart like that, you can go anywhere. Anyone been to like a hardcore Anglican church? you know, in the last five years or so, it's awesome. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love God and they love God too. Awesome. Uh, For unity to work, we need to be resilient. Can I just quickly say, it's a little bit heavy. Um, We need to be more resilient as Christians. Not resilient in the sense of persevering and understanding our faith and praying. We We know this and we're pretty good at it. I just think we need to be a little bit more resilient around offense, around preferences. I remember my boss at Vision College years ago, I made a big mistake. I can't remember even what the mistake was. And I went to him and I said, oh, mate, I'm re- I really stuffed up. I'm sorry. It was around my t- taking time off and my, the, the dean of the college had to go and take my class when I was teaching, which is not a good look, really. Um, and so I came back and I said, I'm so sorry. Uh, and I came up a few days later and said, look, I am sorry again. And uh, he said, that's all right. And I said, oh, you're not too offended? And he said, mate, I've been in church for 30 years. He said, I don't get offended anymore. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. He was just like, oh, you know, I've, been, I've been in church. I've done the, I've done the battlefield. I've been in the trenches. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, people make mistakes, but, I mean, there's offense is different to being hurt. Offense is different to someone making a mistake and having a conversation. That's, that's a different thing. But let's not carry offense. I just, I love that we had lots of people. I was talking to a guy at conference who was like, oh, you know, I had a really big falling out with that guy a few years ago. And then I saw them at lunch afterwards. And I was like, man, that's cool. That's really cool. Let's be a people like that. This is one of my favorite verses, if you didn't already know. Every time it comes up, I love it. It's Colossians 3, verse 14. And above all, the, uh, above, and, uh, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Can we say put on love? We've got to put on love. It binds it all together. Because love conquers, uh, sorry, love covers a multitude of Guess what? Love covers a multitude of a lot of stuff. (laughs) 
Love covers offense. Love covers anger. Love covers a lot of things. Let's just put Jesus at the center of it all. Someone should write a song about that. Um, okay, there's, it already is a song, sorry. <clears throat> um, but love covers. Love binds up a lot of that stuff together. Oh, look, there's a word there. Seamless transition into our Together Together week. <laughs> it's not seamless if I had to do a big hand action. <laughs> we have our Together Together week, which is coming together unified and we are, like someone said, I don't think it was the last two, maybe Kath and maybe Hannah about planting seeds. Over the next week of our Together Together, or you can call it T2 if you're cool um, and you wear your shirt like this. <laughs> uh, you can call it T2 Together Together. It's our prayer and fasting week. And um, I'm excited. Anyone excited? It starts today. We officially fasted for those of us who are fasting. Started at 10 o'clock. It's already 11.22 and I'm hungry. All right. We need Jesus. <laughs> it starts tonight. We're really looking forward to it. You can see there that um, we're starting with worship and declaration and Hannah's going to lead it. Woo! I think she's not going to be on the worship guitar thingy, but she's got some worship stuff organized. It is every night of this week, 7.30 p.m. at the Hub Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you don't need to know where or when. It's the same thing. But we'll be doing different things on different nights. Please come. I won't be able to be there tonight because we have children and Hannah's going to be there, but that's okay. Um, And then we have tomorrow. Um, I would encourage you to come to this. This is a great thing. Uh, The All-In Ministry Night. Um, Lyndon was going to do this, but I got you back, brother. Don't you worry. I'll look after us. Uh, And this is where we pray for every ministry in church. We get big pieces of paper written up with like kids ministry and youth. And we go around in little groups and we lay. Anyone done that before? And we always have way too many people in a small space and Someone forgot to put deodorant on that morning. Just don't forget to put, don't be that person. Um, and then uh, it just carries on during the week. And then we come to Friday, and Friday at 10 a.m. is when we kick into our 24 hours of prayer, which is going to be really cool. We've got all the sessions there. We'll have them up on the, um, on the oh, man, I'm having a day of it today, on the Facebook yeah, see my yeah, I'm old. Um, so we'll have it on Facebook. We'll have it online. Um, we're mentioning it today. Uh, we can send carrier pigeons to you if you need to know. But um, anything you need to know is up there. It's about the the different hours. But you should also be able to have a printout if you haven't already got a printout for the 24 hours of prayer. Go to the info kiosk um, after the service, and they've got a big A4 page, and you can put the magnets. You know, you've all got those magnets on your fridge. Just Put them on your fridge and you can see everything that's happening there. All right, why don't we stand to our feet? Um, We are officially kicking off our Together Together week. Prayer and fasting. It's coming together, believing in something. If you're not sure and you want to fast, but you don't know what for or how long, or if you're going to do social media or something... um, I encourage you to take some time right after church to sit down and have a think and have a talk to God. We have tried to give you guys a lot of lead in to be praying about it, but I would just want to take a moment. Can we have the keys? The keys player being my beautiful wife. Where is she? There she is. Woo! If you have decided that you would like to uh, 
participate in the church fast in some way for some length of time. I know some people are going, I'm not going to do the full week fasting from food, pastor. But what I am going to do is I'm going to join you on the uh, 10 o'clock on the Friday for 24 hours. Some people have said, I'm going to start from Wednesday. A couple of people said, I've actually got a really important meeting. Can I start on Tuesday? You do whatever you want to. Or some people are like, hey, I'm going to do a Daniel fast. But some people have said, I'm going to do social media. It is the just taking the time to sacrifice something that's important to us to create a space that when we miss that, we turn to God. It's a great reminder. When you're day six into fasting, you suddenly get very spiritual. If you take every opportunity when you feel hungry to pray to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you move. We thank you that you are going to do something in the hearts and minds of your people this week. I pray, I pray, I pray that you would be in unity with what's happening this week. Don't just hear about it, but be a part of it. An encouragement to us all. Come, choose a day. Come to a 24-hour session. Come to the prayer for the building finances. Be a part. You are a valuable part of this church. Even if you're new, even if you're a guest, you can come along. You are a valuable part of this church and we cannot do this journey without you. You are all graced for this season. If you are, uh, if you know you're going to be fasting in some capacity at some time, just while every head is bowed and your eyes are closed, would you just raise your hands just so I'm aware? Great, look at that. No, don't look, keep your eyes closed. But there are people everywhere across this place who are going to give and are going to sacrifice to God. Father, I thank you. Keep your hands up. Father, I thank you for every person. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them. Lord, I pray that you would speak into their hearts and minds. Lord, I pray for dreams, visions, and pictures. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Fresh revelation. In Jesus' name. Awesome.